for someone who's just starting out, educate yourself. Get around people who are doing this stuff. You got to learn the language so you can speak to the people who are doing this stuff on a day-to-day basis. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com, and in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. And we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. Best Ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday you're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best of your listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks. And today we'll be speaking with Maurice Philogene. Maurice, how are you doing today? I'm good, Theo, my man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. And thanks for joining us on the show today. Of course. A little bit about Maurice's background. He is the founder and principal of JMP Investment Group. He's a multifamily investor and entrepreneur who's executed over 200 transactions across numerous classes of real estate, including commercial, apartment buildings, mobile home parks, and single family residences. He's based in Washington, D.C., and you can say hi to him at jmpholdings at outlook.com, or you can check him out on linkedin.com. So Maurice, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Thanks, Theo. And thanks for the whole podcast team for letting me come on today. So my background, born in New York, raised in Boston, live in Washington, D.C., went to the University of Virginia and ended up in this area long term. My family is actually an immigrant family from Haiti. So I speak French, Creole, and then picked up Portuguese along the way. From a professional background perspective, I've always been an executive at a global consulting firm. I'm still there. I've always been part of the military. I'm retiring after 22 years in October. I'm in the law enforcement space. And then 15 years ago, or essentially parallel, I started in single family investing and then switched over to multifamily and other passive income assets probably about four or five years ago. So my focus now is mobile home parks, apartment buildings with 100 or more units, And also, I'm in the restaurant business as a passive investor, but I fund entrepreneurs who are starting different concepts in the Washington, D.C. area. So passive income, everything, especially commercial real estate, and sometimes restaurants based out of D.C. is my focus right now. Wow. So you've got a lot going on. I think a good starting point would be to kind of take a step back and talk about how you're able to manage your time. We said you are an executive at a global consulting firm. You're in the military, you're in law enforcement, you've got mobile homes, multifamilies, restaurants. How do you balance all that? That's an awesome question. I ask myself that question from time to time because everybody's human and it's tough. But the actual answer is I've had really, really good people around me and 
we as people will always get done what we really want to do. So I've always been with that consulting firm. They hired me right out of college. I'm still with them. And the reason I stay with them is because the folks that I work for and the customers that I work for worry about outcomes, not necessarily where you are at any given time or how many hours you're putting in on this day or that day. They're truly focused on how can I get them the outcome that they are looking for? So that affords me a lot of flexibility in how I schedule my day and what I do for them. And frankly, it's just a phenomenal company and the person I work for, she's awesome. And then from a parallel perspective, I've always been in the military. I'm a federal agent in the Air Force and I'm actually retiring this year after 22 years. I've always been reservist based, but over my 22 year career, I've put in about eight years worth of active duty, deploying to places like Turkey, Germany, France, Haiti, other places in the Mideast, et cetera. So it's been a hell of a career, but that's been on the reserve side. And then, like I said, I love service. So I became a street cop in the DC area 10 years ago. And somehow I've managed that just because I do work at night as opposed to during the day. But all those careers per se function really well intermittently, but that's of course, because I have an awesome partner the missus who helps me take care of the kids and what have you. And you just can't do it without family and good partners and friends. So do you use the income you make from your global consulting firm, from the military, from the law enforcement to passively invest in deals? Or are you also actively investing in deals as well? I'm an active investor. So that is a phenomenal question. And I did kind of what all the books and the rich dad, poor dads have told us over the years, which is, You take money from your active employment, your W-2 money, if you will, and you make that money move. Robert Kiyosaki always talked about the velocity of money. You never leave it around. You collect that money. I never save it. I always stored it, knowing that I would be investing in something at some point. Anything that I ever got from a W-2 perspective, I'd say probably 60 to 70% of it, I always put aside to invest in real estate. So the way that it worked out for me was I bought my first place in 2002. It was at the beginning of the boom. A few months later, it was worth 30 grand more. My father explained to me that, hey, you just made 30,000 in equity. Back then we would go to the library as opposed to the internet, right? So I read probably eight books in one sitting at the library. And by the end of the year, I had bought 10 more because at 23 or 24, whatever I was at that time, I recognized that I had just made someone's salary in one transaction. So over the next 15 years, I took all my active income, bought one place, more active income, bought the second, I pressed repeat. And then eventually when certain places had equity in them, I sold them off or refinanced them and paid off the first place. So then the snowball effect starts to happen where you pay off the first place and you add that to your active income. You take that whole nut and then you pay off the second place. Now you've got the first place and the second place paid off with the rent coming in. Add that to your active income and press repeat. And I found myself in a position where in my 20s, I got up to 35 single family homes, started selling them off, and then got to a point where I had 18 homes paid off. And throughout that entire time, I never used any investment income for personal purposes. I reinvested the entire thing never bought a new car, didn't buy extravagant stuff, didn't go out and get the crazy house. I followed all the principles. It just took me an enormously long period of time where I gave up a lot of my social life to do it. But here I am 44, financially free. And that's before the multifamily and commercial even started. 
So let's shift gears to that then. So what does your commercial portfolio look like right now? So I'm above 500 units. Probably by the end of the year, I'll be in the 1,200 unit range. I currently have six complexes under contract right now. It consists of several hundred plus unit buildings in Texas, Maryland, D.C., Arizona, and mobile home parks that are in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Maryland. So it will expand. I guess the velocity has really kicked in this year because I've partnered with a lot of amazing people. So I'm taking down deals at a rate now that's pretty rapid, but I'll probably be around the 11 to 1200 unit size by the end of the year. So let's focus specifically on the apartment. So these six complexes that you currently have under contract, how did you find those deals? It's three different deals per se with three different groups of people. And for those particular three, I'm actually serving a sponsor on all of them. So it's a matter of, I've done a lot of deals where I've been the point person actually going out and doing the hard work and finding the deal and underwriting and doing all the numbers. Over my travels over the last two years, I have frankly run into some amazing people. And we realize that we have like-minded values and it's not all about money. It's about passive income and freedom, which I'd love to talk about. I'm not interested in partnering with people just for money. I'm interested in partnering with people who understand that passive income is the key that unlocks your freedom because it creates time. So you do what we've kind of always learned over the years. You associate with good people, get on a team, and you can take down these deals together, and everybody benefits to include the seller. So I have done that. I spend probably 80% of my time networking for that specific purpose, and then the other 20% actually doing the grunt work and getting these deals to close. So when you say you're the sponsor of the deal, that means you're the person who brings the liquidity, net worth, and experience to qualify for the loan? That's right. I've grown myself and gotten to that sponsorship point. But in some cases, I will pull the deal together and pull a team. In some cases, I'll sponsor the debt and have those three components, but mm-hmm. also raise funds within my network. So on the most recent deal that you did all of the work, put everything together, how did you find that deal? Broker relationships. Thinking of one particular deal, this is actually a mobile home park. We had a broker relationship. That broker connected us to an end buyer. The end buyer had a specific problem. I love when you find the deals where somebody has a specific problem that doesn't necessarily allow them to put the deal on the market. So in this particular case, the seller was a brother and sister, and I think there was a cousin involved as well. And they just wanted to divest of the property because they just weren't getting along and their goals for what they were trying to get accomplished were very different. So this was a 30-acre mobile home park. And the way we ended up structuring the deal was we went to a local lender for 80% of the debt. That lender allowed the sellers to do a seller finance. So they gave us a 15% second and the lender allowed that second to be subordinate. So that worked out. And then we just had to come to the table with 5% of the deal. So that's one of those cases where everyone benefits. We solved their problem. They needed to divest, but they still wanted to be part of it in some way. So we structured the 15% seller second, where they're getting a check from us on a monthly basis for the next five years, and then we balloon it out. So in that case, it was a broker relationship that connected us. If I'm just starting out, I'm not as established as you are, what's some advice you'd give me if I want to start establishing these relationships with brokers with the end goal of them sending me these types of off-market deals? That's a really good question. When I started calling brokers at the beginning, it was a little bit tough because even though I was savvy in the business world from my regular professional career, 
but also in the real estate world from single family, the commercial language is very different, as you know. So what did I do? I did what we all should do. And the first thing is investing in yourself and going to a seminar or reading books or listening to podcasts. I purposefully listen to a lot of podcasts so I can learn the language of the things that people are doing that I want to do. So I went to a bunch of seminars, learned more about multifamily, cap rates, debt ratios, cash on cash, all those things we need to understand, CMBS versus agency debt. And over time, I just got better in the talk track with brokers or potential investors or just peers. And it just comes with practice, just like anything else, right? So I would say educate yourself and get comfortable talking to people. If you pick a particular market, and I did this to an extent, I was more concerned about markets on the East Coast at that time. So I was practicing on brokers and potential sellers out in the West. I was calling places in Utah and Wisconsin just to practice how to engage and talk through with a broker or a lender or anyone deals or financial aspects of deals and just the semantics. So for someone who's just starting out, educate yourself, get around people who are doing this stuff. You got to learn the language so you can speak to the people who are doing this stuff on a day-to-day basis. I know you said you want to talk a little bit about past investing and freedom. So we're going to go ahead and do the money question and you can answer it in the context of that. So when it comes to passive investing and creating financial freedom, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? The best real estate investing advice I have for everyone is know why you are getting into real estate investing. If you are getting into real estate investing just for the money, eventually it's going to break down. There has to be some greater why as to why you would want to take on this type of endeavor. The reason I say that is because everything for me kind of steal the Tim Ferriss equation of freedom equals time plus mobility. You can create time with passive income. Passive income is created with real estate. I have an enormous amount of passion about traveling. I've been to 94 countries over 200 times. I'm going to my 95th Lebanon in three weeks, and I'll be there for a few weeks. Everything that I do is about living life to the fullest, and real estate is a real push for that. So when I connect with people, do deals, raise money, work hard, when I was working three multiple things at a time and wouldn't sleep for 24 hours or so, it all had purpose. And for me, the purpose was my freedom, and my freedom comes from travel and taking care of my family and things of that nature. So the best ever advice is know why you're doing this. If it's travel, great. If it's creating additional freedom for you, great. If it's creating time so you don't have to go to a nine to five, great. I would just suggest that if it's just about money, eventually it's going to break down because money is just a means to an end. Solid advice. All right, Maurice, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Cool. Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. Are you interested in getting started in real estate syndication but don't know how? My friend Whitney Sewell is the host of the Daily Real Estate Syndication Show podcast. He interviews top experts in the industry to help you learn the cutting-edge tools and strategies of the syndication business. You can find Whitney and his podcast at lifebridgecapital.com. Okay, Maurice, what is the best ever book you've recently read? 
The best ever book. I'll give you two. The first one is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss for the reasons that I just told you. That I use tricks and trades to free up my time, passive income being one of them, and I leverage real estate. But I got a lot of life hacks and perspective out of The 4-Hour Workweek such that I probably reread it every six months or so. The second book is The One Thing by Robert Keller. That One Thing book helps you understand to pour your focus into one thing per day. There's always something I got to get accomplished every day. And I always focus on that first and then everything else falls into place. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? If my business were to collapse today, I would not have a problem because I have streams of passive income coming in from multiple sources where I would be just fine and my family would be just fine. So I can get let go from somewhere or shifted from one priority to another. If everything shuts down, I'm fine. And I do shut things down. I take my family overseas to live for a month or two in different countries and I shut down for a while, but I'm fine because my business is resilient enough to operate itself. But if I stopped real estate today, passive income is what allows you to live your life and we would be just fine. What deal did you lose the most money on? The deal that I lost the most money on. I would say when I was a single family investor, I got caught up in the wave that was going on with the boom in Washington, D.C. And although I made a lot of money and had a lot of success during that boom, there's one particular penthouse in the district that I bought, and I bought it at the height of the market, probably in 2007. Of course, I couldn't sell it because the market was going down, and it went down and down and down. And eventually, I got to the point where I had to short sale that particular property. It all worked out because... In the end, I came to an agreement with that financial institution. We worked on it together, came to a mutual decision, and closed that out. So that's probably the one I lost the most money on, but I only lost money from the standpoint of I didn't realize the equity that I had in it before. I didn't lose a ton of dollars out of my pocket. But I would not change going through that particular instance because I learned so much from it that it's made me a better investor some 10, 15 years later. And it's the follow-up question is, how much money would you estimate you lost on that deal? I probably lost the potential of a half million dollars on that deal just because of timing alone. If I had acted instead of waited, then I would have realized a half million. But because I waited, I lost all of it. What is the best ever way you'd like to give back? I am a person of service. Obviously, I serve in the military. I'm a police officer. I give back from that means. I have volunteered at refugee camps overseas. I love helping the world community. But more often than not today, I like to mentor people. I don't need anything from anyone anymore. I'm, I'm in a position where financially my family and I are good. I love bringing people up, giving them the tools and skill sets that they don't have that I have developed over the years. And this is what it's all about. You're supposed to learn, give back, learn, give back, learn, give back, and eventually you help people become self-sustainable and they can do the exact same thing that you were doing. You were once their oak tree and now they can be somebody else's oak tree and help the next person down the line. So mentoring is one way I give back in a big way. And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? LinkedIn is an easy one. It's just my first name, last name, Maurice Philogene. And Instagram is the same, Maurice Philogene. I don't necessarily have a quote unquote business website because I have purposefully chosen to keep my business at a certain scale. But if you want to have a conversation with me, reach out to me on LinkedIn. 
reach out to me on Instagram, Maurice Philogene, and we can have a conversation from there. Fantastic. All right, Maurice, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing your wisdom on mostly how to become a passive investor and achieve financial freedom. Just to quickly summarize what we talked about. We started off by talking about how you balance your time just because you got a lot going on and you mentioned that it comes down to having a lot of really good people around you, focusing on outcomes over everything else. Then you mentioned you've got a very good partner as well that keeps you on track. We talked about how you got started, your first deal, you made 30K in equity, went to the library, read a bunch of books and were able to acquire 10 more properties that same year. Your overall strategy to scale was you'd wait until you accumulated enough equity in a property and you'd either sell or refinance that to pay off your first property and then the second property, so on and so on. The income from those properties paid off were used to buy more properties and eventually got to the point where you had 18 total houses paid off. Eventually, you transitioned into commercial. Right now, you've got over 500 units with six more complexes under contract. You find these deals by partnering up with people who focus on passive income exclusively and not how to make the most amount of money as well as through broker relationships. We talked a little bit about how to network with brokers. And I really liked the tactic of figuring out where you want to invest. So for example, if you want to invest in the East Coast, in order to practice the lingo and learning the the language of commercial investing, you talk to mortgage brokers, brokers, commercial brokers, private management companies on the West Coast. That way, you really have no chance of encountering them if you're investing on the East Coast. Really solid strategy. And then lastly, your best ever advice about passive investing and freedom is to know what your why is. And that why needs to be something that is greater than just making money. Your example was freedom equals time plus mobility. It gives you the opportunity to live life to the fullest and take care of your family and travel. So again, Maurice, really appreciate you coming to the show today. Lots yeah. of great content, lots of great advice. Best ever listeners, thanks for tuning in. Everyone have the best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Are you interested in getting started in real estate syndication but don't know how? My friend Whitney Sewell is the host of the Daily Real Estate Syndication Show podcast. He interviews top experts in the industry to help you learn the cutting-edge tools and strategies of the syndication business. You can find Whitney and his podcast at lifebridgecapital.com.